Hello and welcome to the Wingergit F1 podcast with myself, Nigel Chu. It's our 25th episode and as usual, I've got Freddie Coates who turned 21 on Monday. Happy birthday to him for that. And oh, Adam Dickinson who's been here for about 21 episodes out of the 25. So how are you doing this week, guys? Oh man, how many times have you practiced that this week, Nigel? <laughs> Too many it was times. A seamless introduction. Doing well, thanks, mate. Having a good one. Yeah, I'm good as well. Have you had a haircut? I have had a haircut, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Unlike Freddie for the last no. few months. <laughs> oh, it's probably on the cards pretty soon, to be honest. It's it's, yeah. it's Ooh, my hair has it, turned into a um uh sort of allotment mess. Reason to tune into the next episode. Fred, will Freddie have done his, had his haircut? I'm not going to have done it. I'm not going to have done my haircut. I'm not going to do that. Um, well, start, maybe, maybe. maybe you will on the podcast. Oh, no. Um, that doesn't work well for our audio um, contingent of fans, really. <laughs> it's like sniff every now and again. And that's it. And you just hear you laughing. And then I cry. And then that's the episode. We don't even talk about Sochi because there'll be nothing to talk about. Yeah. We're going to be talking about... What we expect from the Russian Grand Prix, I'm sure we're all looking forward to it. But first, we're going to talk about the latest news in Formula One. Stefano Demeli, Demeni Carly, or De, no, Demeli Carly. Is it the Demeni Carlys? Demeni, yeah. Stefano. How many many yeah, Carlys? Former Ferrari team principal is going to be the new Formula One CEO next year. Chase Carey will remain though as the chairman. I believe none of this is official, but it. Is official. It's, it's going to happen. Uh, yeah. What? Any thoughts on this? Good thing? Bad thing for Ford One? Ready? Oh, it's definitely Adam Carly. He's a good guy, isn't he? He's done well with Lamborghini, uh, where he's CEO of uh, currently. Um, it does seem a bit like it's ready for like a new sort of vibe from Liberty going into the next section, where it's kind of like the full-on Liberty regulation and stuff. And I think they just want to be really pretty like the one. I think they've, they've sort of realised they want, I think, to have like an F1 person in charge of it. Chase Carey's a media man. And they've and Ross Braun's done really well as the the MD, um, being a, an F1 man, if that makes sense. So I think they're doing a similar thing with Stefano Domenicali. Adam? Yeah, I think Chase Carey's done a good job kind of pushing through Liberty's vision. You know, like what, what they set up when they came into the sport and everyone said, oh, you know, you kind of get half of that or, you know, whatever, once you actually negotiate it down with the team. Um, and he's, you know, done a good job with that. And, um, you know, hopefully kind of we will stay around in some capacity. I don't know kind of what, if they mention that in the announcement. But, yeah, you know, Dominicali's a good guy. He did... Um, I think it was Channel Four punditry yeah, a couple yeah. of years ago, and he was um, he was good on that. So yeah, he seems like you know a good person. Another ex Ferrari team principal, at one of the top jobs in motorsport slash F one. Does that does that bother you? Is that is that a problem? Do you think because we obviously we've got Jean Tot as FIA president, Ross Braun is you know involved. Not, not in really. No, not really. Just, just to be checking. honest, I mean it's kind <laughs> of like yeah, it, it it's fun That'd be the because, most critical. You know, if, yeah, if some you know something happens you know ferrari get um you know lenient leniency from the fia or whatever you know you get all the conspiracy theories going off and it's not very fun so yeah bring it on 
Yeah, I don't think there's any allegiance there. I mean, going talking about Ross Braun again. I mean, he left Benetton, went to Ferrari, and immediately instigated his his um, similar vision there and made Ferrari win the championships. And um, we already mentioned Domenicali went to um, Lamborghini, which is Ferrari's big Italian rival um, when he left Ferrari. So I don't really think there's going to be any favorite any favoritism at all in that kind of regard. I think. It shows that he, you know, he was well. He was really good in the um, top job at Ferrari, and that his influence is still there, um, albeit for another eight eight races or so, because he signed Sebastian Vettel, didn't he? I think, uh, or at no. least got the ball rolling. Yeah, I think he was a bit early. Possibly, but yeah, he, yeah, he could have had a similar. Sure, yeah. And and Stefano, I think out of the recent Ferrari team principals, I'd argue that he was the best. Is that fair to say? Because he he got a Ferrari nearly won in two thousand eight, yeah, twenty ten, twenty twelve. Yeah, so he did the hardest yeah. job the best because he had to succeed Jean Tot, and Jean yeah. Tot was re- that's really hard to do, and he made it even harder for the people following him. So Mattia- Marco Mattiacci, um, the other one, Richard Rivbenet. And Bonotto, they've all had way harder jobs made based on the example set by Domenicali of how to rise through Ferrari. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's all to say about that news, really. We'll just have to see how, how he goes over the next few years. That It hasn't quite been confirmed yet, but pretty, pretty much all the big media outlets are reporting it. The other little bit of news from what Tuesday is that there will be, or oh, just set to be a Saudi Arabian race next year at the at the Jeddah Street Circuit. Another street circuit added to the F1 calendar, racing in Saudi Arabia. Is that a good thing, or is it the right thing for F1? Do you think, guys? I'm not really a fan. I think, well, partly like I feel like there are just better circuits that could be on it. I mean, you know, like. Saw Magello like the 2020 yeah, season. Like, yeah, yeah. So it kind of takes up a um, slot that could have gone to one of them, and also, yeah, just um, another country with a dodgy human rights record. Yeah. Um, F1's visiting. I don't want to get, I don't want to get controversial with it, but you know those people who are saying. Like, oh, I can't watch F1 because Lewis Hamilton's bringing politics into school. I bet you they'll watch the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix or China, Russia, whatever, so <laughs> you know, without even saying anything. So it just, yeah. But yeah. I'm not saying too much. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it feels inevitable, really. Um, you know, it's clearly something that they're pushing very hard. Um, you know, if it came in in place of like Abu Dhabi or Bahrain or something, I'd be like, oh, you know, don't mind too much. Well, it's not going to be very interesting. Yeah, but it's uh, it's not going to. It's just going to be another one. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a good track. Maybe it'll be like you know Baku or something that comes in and it is actually kind of an entertaining race. Um, mm. So you know, there is that. We don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah, There's obviously massive Saudi. Um, expenditure going into sport worldwide. You had the Joshua Ruiz Jr. fight was in Saudi Arabia last year. PSG. Um, yeah, the um that lost in the <laughs> Champions League final this year. Champions League final. Saudi. Oh, oh no, that was Qatari. So 
faux pas. Well, something else happened there. Um, they've got, they had the tennis. I think they had tennis there at one point, I think. Probably. It's quite an easy score. Yeah. Tennis. Someone's probably played it. Um, we're not a tennis podcast. They had Formula E's obviously been there a couple of times um, with their opening round. round. Um, so, twice. So, Saudi, obviously, they're, just, they're pushing their um, global picture because they want to change it. And if Formula One, the sort of the, the the Formula One that now is the We Race as One Formula One, if they're serious about it, they'll go to Saudi, but make a massive hoo ha about the fact that Saudi has been absolutely atrocious in the past, and that you know this is like a you know we're giving you a chance, but you guys need to be better in a way on the global stage. It's going to really bring that attention to Saudi Arabia, and that's the only sort of silver lining I can see to that. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's, that's also, fair. the silver lining of it could be a good track. Mm. Could be, yeah. It is. I don't, I don't know the roads. It's just kind of. It's it's the same with Qatar, even though, um, and you know, other kind of oil states, you know, um, Dubai hosting the World Expo, and you know, all of this. It's kind of they're looking to a future post oil, mm. because it's not kind of at the stage where it was maybe. 30 years ago, 20 years ago, that you could just lobby against kind of green electricity and that would work and you just carry on producing. So I think they're kind of, mm. they're looking for that and yeah, also kind of looking for legitimacy as a state. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean, you know, like Freddie listed off all the sports there, that's what they're, that's just kind of one um, arm of that project. Mm. Obviously, a- Obviously, Aramco is a massive title sponsor of Formula One now this year uh, on a par with Emirates and Rolex and Pirelli and people like that. Um, so the, 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 the state money coming into Formula One is already there as well. Um, so it's sort of like, it seems pretty inevitable that Formula One would have gone to Saudi Arabia, I think, looking at all of the sort of factors. But Saudi Arabia... They're try- I don't know. Lots of people there want to make a difference, but then you're right. It's still based on all the all the atrocities of the past. I mean, you've got people like Rima Jafali racing in British Formula Four, um, who Adam Adam and I spoke to at the beginning of this year, and she's absolutely she's celebrated massively in Saudi Arabia because they want to. There's, there's been a shift, and they want to celebrate the like women driving, females driving, that kind of thing, because obviously that was only that, that's been the the biggest like you know difference in everywhere in the world to Saudi Arabia is their um their sexism in the in the rights and stuff and they're trying to big up different things and I don't know. It's a I'm, I'm not I sound like I'm defending them but it no, seems fine. It seems a bit like they yeah. want to completely change the image. Yeah yeah and which is good. Which is if, yeah I think that is good. I think it's just the it's just whether they're kind of changing changing the image by changing the country and then showing that image to the world or whether they're keeping the image the same but trying yeah. to change the perception of that. Um, You're right. I was just going to say, can't, can't they do a team? Like, we've got loads of places that towed races, but we've not got teams, as we discussed last episode, I think. Or you the know, best sort of, a, Yeah, the best thing for um, someone to do, rather than coming in as a major sponsor to Formula One, sure. Is to then come in as a, an Aramco Formula One team, yeah. Mm. Blue and green, 
when he asked it. Like like Qatar have done with PSG, they took in like twenty twelve or something, they took a you know, like French just you know, average French team and they took them to the Champions League final this year, the most expensive two signings ever in world football. Can they, you know, yeah. just do that with F one. I did cycling as well, though. There's a, there's a UAE teams in there and stuff like that. Yeah, which yeah. Are, which are quite big now and stuff. Pogged mm. oh. when the um, Tour de France for them. Yeah. Wow, fair uh, enough. No, I've got a question. For, so, let's say, let's take Bahrain as an example. We know the Bahrain human rights record isn't great. But the racetrack, if you just look at it in terms of the sporting perspective, the racing is very good. So to you guys, is it more important about where F1 is and you know the political factors that are involved in that or the racetrack itself and you know the racing that we see at the circuit? Which one's more important to you? I think I'd... Or both. <laughs> I think maybe... I mean... I, I think, yeah, it's difficult. I think the, when I think about it in my mind or kind of think of the track like Bahrain, I still kind of think, should F1 be going there before, oh, what a great track. Yeah. I think that's kind of right. the um, controversies around it are kind of um, more what I think about, I'd say. Yeah, it does mar the um, the circus rocking up. It, it does come it there's only so long you can say it's a, a bygone of the Eccleston era. And it's not if this is an entirely liberty led venture um with Saudi Arabia. Um you've got to really kind of question form Formula One's commitment to its camp we race one as one campaigns if it doesn't go to these places and put on a show really, I think. About mm. Putting a show about Formula One is like this. Formula One is here, and Formula One will be like this here. Formula One's not going to change for the whims of petty governments, but they're still going to take the money. It will get a bit yeah. muddy, frankly. Um, obviously, the 2011 race, I think it was in Bahrain, was cancelled yeah. uh, due to riots and protests yeah. due to the human rights abuse. Um, of, uh, from the royal family of Bahrain who own the racetrack in Bahrain. So, yeah, it is, um, it is quite a touchy subject. Obviously, we're going to Russia this weekend as well, um, which, again, which you can really talk about as a, as a, um, a something left over from the Eccleston era. You'd see Eccleston be invited by Liberty to greet Putin at various at Grand Prix in recent years and it's a bit it's all a bit doesn't sit right <laughs> it just doesn't sit right I mean all you can really hope is that Formula 1 goes there and does what it does best but alright yeah that's that's some pretty good answers there I think uh, yeah Bar well, Saudi Michael, Arabia what do you think about it what do I think yeah well it's interesting because you know when Nigel's they announced the Bahrain, <laughs> you know when they announced the Bahrain outer layout, they were to have a second Bahrain, Bahrain race. Everyone talks about the layout and how good it'll be for racing. Yet no one talks about what will happen. You know the fact that the racing in Bahrain it kind of gets missed. And I think, I, I, I'm honest, I I kind of forget where the racing. I just look at the 
track, which is which you know is partly wrong in a way for me because I should think about is this you know morally correct. Well, that's just mm. you know because I'm a mm. you know race fan. If if you had a a Nordic circuit in Saudi Arabia, you know I I think everyone would love it. it yeah. You know, but simply, you know, simply because of the track. Uh, like the cactus not, forest or. <laughs> that would be good, wouldn't it? Uh, so Even more dangerous. The only way to make the life more dangerous. <laughs> Extremely. So, I, I think, I think, yeah, I would prefer if they went to other tracks like we've seen Magello and stuff like that. Uh, but if F1 is going to race in these Middle Eastern countries, at least make it a really good track. Mm. I think that's that's an interesting point you raised because when they were talking about Sochi, a double header in Sochi, um, I think um, around the time it might have been after August. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and kind of all of the backlash from that was, oh, it's a rubbish track. It wasn't. There wasn't any of kind of as you said, like, should we really be having two races at this place? Um, it was yeah, like all about the track, and then as you, as you said, with Bahrain, where we are going for a double header, you know, again, it's just kind of oh, will it be a good track? Yeah, oh, that's good. I think yeah. Yeah. there is a a really really bloody interesting article by Hazel, Hazel Southwell, the Formula E journalist mm. at Inside Electric, um, massive on Twitter. She's really good writer, really good journalist, and um, she wrote a piece on I think on Medium about being a female journalist going to the, the Saudi Arabian E-Prix and stuff like that. Um, I think she shared it on her Twitter the other day, actually, but it's been online for a year or two now. It is a really, really interesting read and really does go into quite a few interesting sort of on-the-ground details about um, being a woman in Saudi Arabia as a reporter working there, having come from the UK and stuff like that, and her speaking as, like, Am I here is a bit of a, a sort of PR figure. Token. Yeah, a token. Yeah, you're right. That kind of thing. So I would really wholly recommend reading that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Everyone go and check that out because it, it, it is a good read as well. I, I remember reading yeah. it earlier this year and stuff. Uh, Saudi Arabia does have plans already to have, uh, to build a trap ref one that could come in in 2023, 2024. Alexander Vertz uh, is, you know, part of the designing team. I think it's in Kidia. Not sure where that is in Saudi yeah, Arabia. It's Toka yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, so we could cool. have two. <laughs> we could have two races in Saudi Arabia. We'll have to see. Well, I think the Let's plan t- was to do a street track until the racetrack is ready, but I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, okay. Right, yeah, there you go. Uh, and if we judge yeah. Alex Wurtz's absolutely crazy helmet design, <laughs> who knows? Who knows where this could end up? Hopefully, it's a good one. Mm. Uh, talk of tracks, let's talk about Sochi then. Where does it rank on our list? I guess is it, is it, is it the worst track on the normal F1 calendar? Would yes, no, it's very Dane, uninspired. Dane and Paul Ricard uh, would be contenders. contenders. I, I think they're they're the they're the only ones that kind of jump out as me at me as as a like one to potentially up there. 
Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's had some decent races. I mean, the last one was entertaining, but like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's not. It's not great. It sounds like all the drivers hate it as well. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. If you had to choose three track. tracks to get rid of, what what would you three be? Unlike the original twenty twenty calendar, not not the new one. Probably Barcelona was on the. Yeah, it was yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Possibly, probably, Paul Ricard, yeah. um, Sochi, and uh, Barcelona. Unless I yeah. have a think of some different ones, but no, no. Maybe I'd echo that. Mexico, maybe? Abu Dhabi? Probably not. Abu Dhabi. Yes, of course. course. Yeah, Abu Uh, Dhabi. Leave Spain in and get rid of Abu Dhabi. (laughs) The only thing with Abu Dhabi that I do like is that you can do a little bit. It's a more racier track with the straight than a chicane than a straight. Oh, no, but the the back sector, it's a similar, same as Sochi. The back sector in Sochi and... Sochi's all of it. The majority (laughs) of Sochi, actually. And the the final second half of the track in Yas Marina, they are just sort of off camber slightly <laughs> ninety degree, which makes it really hard for a car to go around there without being ungainly and awful to look at, and probably hot, well, basically horrible to drive for the drivers. And that that kind of corner just means that the car is absolutely on the scrubbing on the edge. That means if they're in if they're behind a car, then they just the gap's just going to completely extend. Massively, these are the kind of tracks that just ruin racing, and it's like it's awful for me. Basically, yeah. like yeah. if you don't have that final sector at Sochi, then that front straight would probably actually be interesting because people would be able to get close enough to generate a move. But when they start the straight, basically being forced to be a second behind, they can't get close enough to make a move there. And then for the back straight, they've been forced back again by the nature of the track and. That, it, it gets to the point where it's not a challenge because there's nothing it's not a challenge you can't get to a certain level on a 90 degree right hand corner you can't I go like above it. and beyond on that corner really like you can I in quite, a poo on I quite like it on the F1 game because you know kind of easy to track to master or the camber's completely wrong on that yeah <laughs> um, yeah there's a I, I do quite like the kind of straight kink straight um, at the start and then the kind of blind corner I think it's 14 kind of from the second DRS zone and then it's oh, a left-hander yeah. into a right-hander that's quite fun um, where well, science yeah. is absolutely horrific accident terrifying yeah. yeah but yeah it's, it's yeah there's not too much there's, going for it there's just too many 90 degree corners I think every pretty much every corner on the circuit is 90 degrees it's, it's incredible really <laughs> Like, got, yeah. they had a lot of space I know they had Olympic Park but they had quite a bit of space to you know design and do something mm. a bit different as well so yeah. so wasn't there plans to go to that goes plans? under the track <laughs> weren't there plans to go to a racetrack near Moscow that DTM went to yes yes didn't Ford Re- no they can't they can't use the Ford Re- track no that would be bad that would be awful uh, Ford Re- raced yeah, in Basel DTM- Outside Basel's Cathedral in the Red Square. There is a racetrack in Moscow, yeah, and it's, it's much better than Sochi. There's World Touring Cars used to go there. So I thought the yeah, plan was to go there in about 2022 anyway. So, okay. fingers crossed. Because yeah. <laughs> I think it would be under the same tender. 
based on the contract. Mm. And, the, you know, the novelty of it being in a Winter Olympic village is obviously worn off because the Winter Olympics were only there for a few weeks before the Grand Prix actually started. So yeah. that would have been fun if they did it while the Winter Olympics were on. It would have been great. <laughs> it would have been, it would have been just everyone would have rocked up and then would have been like, wow, there's absolutely no grip and no tyres. And that would be it. Would, it. would have been annoying for like the Swedish ski jumpers who got stuck in the middle and then like couldn't get out for the whole race and missed their, missed their shot at it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see the curling. If you've got someone with an F1 car coming to a braking zone and someone comes on and starts brushing, <laughs> one of the marshals brushing where the F1 car is braking and it goes further um, into the braking zone and then goes wide. And then the Russians are like, yes, and Kvyat would have won. Well, they could do that. That could be the qualifying. Each team like does curling with a tyre. And then like, whoever, whoever um, yeah, whoever does the best gets on pole. Curling is Stefano Domenicali, are you listening? Uh, <laughs> curling is like, it's so strange. But when, whenever it's on in the Winter Olympics, I just end up drawn to it and watching it. It's because Britain do well as well. It's like yeah, bowling, it's but that. with a massive yeah. rock. Yeah, but it's just like it's then you cool. don't know if it's gonna go well and they've got like curve it in or you know, have they knocked it out far enough? Who knows? So, yeah, they all, they never I, they never put like random spin on it though. Like they'll always push the iron, but they'll never like just go and like flick it and then it just goes like completely crazy, like a Catherine wheel down the down the ice runway thing. I think they should do a bit more of that kind of thing. A bit more flamboyant curling. If there was like an IPL for curling. That's what it would be like. Oh, flames go up on the side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's work. part of it. Yeah. You, you've got to get a trick shot and a combo to make the flames go up, to then make it a bit more watery because it would melt the ice a bit. Then it would go further. That's part of the challenge. And well, that they could have it like pinball. Sochi street track that we're going to have. You're going to have to do a combo <laughs> move with fire coming up at the side. And then that will then throw sprinklers onto the track and it'll be a wet race, but on fire. And that would be all that make, can make Sochi good. I do. I wow. do quite like it where they just like instead of trying to get theirs in the little in the circle, they just try to get the other one out. So they just like push off really fast and just lob it. <laughs> like there's no subtlety to it at all. But yeah, I think Freddie's IPL um, curling qualifying would be um, what everyone needs. That's episode twenty six. Well, that was an interesting two minutes there for our our <laughs> viewers and listeners. Uh, Please, yeah. come back. Con continuing on the Russian theme, shall we talk about Danny Kvyat? We talked a lot about uh, the Ferrari Driver Academy last week or week before, I can't remember, and the Haas and Alpha, but we didn't talk about Alpha Tauri. Now, I think we all agree that Kvyat won't be on the grid. Was that right in saying after this season? Yeah. I, I'm yeah. not sure. I <laughs> He's an uncanny knack of just popping up and being like, I've got another contract. Um, <laughs> but I don't know who, like, other than Albon, if Albon stays at Red Bull and it seems from the noises they're making, like, he will. Yeah. But <laughs> other than that, other than that, I don't know. Without wanting to get in that debate, but Albon seems the only driver. And then you've got Tsunoda in F2. Um, but should that, but he's, I think he's outside the super license. Um, you need to finish fourth or moment. higher in the championship, and he's currently, I think, sixth or seventh in the championship. Yeah, so they they potentially won't know until um, 
after the Sakia Grand Prix whether he's able to take the seat. So I yeah. think there is there is definitely um, a chance. I think there's like probably more than a decent chance that he will. Um, Alongside but, Gasly. Yeah. He's the I mean, bit, if, if he's kind of it, the 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 go to oh well here he is. He's a reliable performer, presume <laughs> that kind of thing. He's started to out qualify Gasly a bit to be fair, um as well. So he's actually he's stepping up his game a touch, I think. Um, interestingly. But one thing that has been sort of doing the the rumour rounds um is that Sebastian Buemi doesn't have a contract with Nissan for um 2021 yet in Formula E and Julian and he is the um still technically I think one of the reserve test drivers for Red Bull um so whether he's in a good enough relationship there because he put in a good shift last weekend at Le Mans to win it for the third time um he's a handy a handy operator is Buemi so who knows what's going on there although actually I think he wants to go to Super Formula but if there's a do you know where he'd be with super license. Where Buemi is with super license. Yeah. He's got a super license. Um, anyone who... Oh, he's, he's, he's had to do a 300 He's driven... Formula E machinery is considered worth of it. And he also, he did the F1... He did a Pirelli tyre test last year for Red Bull anyway. Um, oh, okay. That's fine with him. And if you're a Formula E champion, you just get granted a super license straight away. Yeah. It's a bit of a weird one, that. Because is that I think that's only for the current... Champion, I don't, know if it's the, I don't know if they'd take it away if you're not reigning champion, but he was. I, th- I think it's only for the reigning one, and then formula, and then you get 30 points, and then you'd, and then after that, you just get the standard like points allocation finishing first in formula. Well, I think Buemi's got a super license, yeah, he should be all right for it, but um, yeah, but I think Sonoza needs a top five, finish yeah, I think it's, I, think it, I, think it, I saw top and four, he's only four points or something ahead of. Um, behind Mazepin in fifth. Oh, okay. Another Russian. So it well, is then, quite tight there. But, you know, there is a, you know... There's a question of the drivers ahead. ahead of him are uh, Schumacher, Eilert, Lungard, Schwartzman, and the the ever-lucky Mazepin this year. Um, so, like, he's got a mountain to climb to get there. And if he does get there, it would be, you know, very good to, to see someone like Yuki Tsunoda coming into Formula 1 after... A pretty quick rise, actually. Yeah, he, he um, was only pretty moderate in F3 last year, but he showed a lot of potential when he, when he could, he I think. He Japanese F4 two years ago. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Honda have yeah, helped him I, well. I think, I think that's an... In, I really rate Sonoda because I think we have to remember, you know, coming from Japan to Europe, there's a massive culture change. Plus, he has to learn the tracks as well. He's only had a year, or just over a year, to do that. Because yeah. everyone else has been racing on these tracks for quite a few years. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. I really respect the drivers that come over from Japan and into Europe and who do well, like like Sonoda does. So, yeah, I, I really think he's a fantastic talent in F3. Yeah. Arguably, just as good as you know the the top three or the big three, if not slightly better than one or Especially. two. Of them. Especially as a rookie as well. He's doing, yeah, the, really. he's doing the Abu Dhabi test for Alpha Tauri at the end of mm. this mm, year. But, but it's, Which has been you know, heavily for... publicised, to be honest, actually. That's been very, very well yeah. documented that he's doing that, which is quite interesting, I think. There's, there's the Honda link as well there. 
kind of a Honda protege. Yes. But is I mean, it, it's less of an issue, I think, for Red Bull Alpha Tauri than it would be for other teams having the driver lineup confirmed that late in the year. But you know, it's still kind of something to think about that a he might not get a super license and b um, they'll only know right at the end of the year that he has or not. So that's our weekly F2 talk then. Let's finish off this podcast with a quiz as usual. We've had nine quizzes and I believe <coughs> we have all won three times which is yeah, which is interesting. We all have the same amount of names about one. It's what we want from the sport, you know. We need to have this, <laughs> this level of competition between yeah. competitors. And, it is yeah. Freddie versus Adam this week. So Not one Jason. of them is going to be taking the lead who i wonder who it's going to be well we'll find out in the next five to ten minutes or so so wow let's let's, let's go for it what a thrilling uh, introduction <laughs> it's but yeah it's it's my introductions are never great uh oh, first God. question are you ready yes yeah what stopped the Russian Grand Prix from taking place after 1914. Freddy. Yes, Freddy. <laughs> World War One, and then the income of the Soviet Union. Yes, that is the correct answer. <laughs> yeah, that, that's really? an easy I, one to start I, with. I couldn't yeah. figure out what my buzzer was. It's going to make a noise. Adam was about to like hit his computer. <laughs> I, yeah. That is one, one point to Freddy. The next question is, who took the first pole position at Sochi? Adam. Damn, he was first. I Adam think. just got that one. Hamilton. It was Hamilton. It was Ooh. a 50-50 choice, really. It was nearly yeah. Bottas in the Williams, actually. Oh, yeah. Last corner, wasn't it? Mm. it and then he messed it up. And then Rosberg messed Whoa. up the first Bottas corner in the race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice little symmetry. 1-1. One, one. Uh, third question is, what month did the 2014 race take place in? Adam. Ready. Adam. September. No, not September. October. Freddy October. It was October. Adam. Oh, I was yeah. going to go for August as my second guess. So, <laughs> so 2 1 to Freddy. Fourth, the fourth question is, uh, which other cities which have hosted an Olympics have had a street circuit built around Adam. the Olympic complex? Adam. Built around the Olympic Oh, complex. around the Olympic complex. Yeah, right. So, like, a track that's built around, like, yeah. There's only two, so there's need. Oh. Well, I believe guess. there's only two. I've got, well, what I've was got, you going to think? I was, I was, um, well, I, I'll retract my... Buzz. I was going to say Rio. That was going to be my first. Yeah, but that's because the um the the um Olympic Park. I was going to say because the Olympic Park was built on the old yeah. what's it called Hakkaravega track or something. Yeah, I've put it down. Retract it and open it up to the floor again. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the floor. That's not one of the answers. Ch- chilling comment. Oh, this is hard. I hope Nigel's got a lot of stuff to ad lib with while me and Freddie go. <laughs> yeah, Nigel, you need to work on your. Uh, um, I'll give you can, give a clue. Skills. I can give a clue. Uh, one of them is in Asia, and one is, well, 
not in Asia. <laughs> They're both on the eastern side of the world. Adam. Oh, Adam. Melbourne? Not Melbourne. Ready. Ready. I'm going to take you up on that and say that Brands Hatch was involved in the London 2012 Olympics. So I'm going to I'm say not that, that. I'm not having that. <laughs> I was trying to think if like Suzuka was involved in a road race. Suzuka. No, it's a okay. street circuit. Oh, okay. I'm looking for yeah. Man. Oh, I, no, no, not Adam. Um, Lord Lords was involved in the 2012 Olympics. So if it was a the cricketing it, cricketing it <laughs> podcast. Um, that would be relevant. Spinning it. <laughs> Leg spinning it. <laughs> um, um, wow, Freddie and Adam, I think, I'm thinking I'm just going to say thank no, you to the no, 3,500. No, 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 no. We're going to get it. No, I'm just going to okay. say thank you to the 3,500 bots who watched our last video <laughs> on YouTube. Thanks to some very helpful sponsorship, not sponsorship, advertising. Uh, yeah. 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 Thank you very much. If you were watching, uh, please like the video and subscribe. Yes, was someone going to... Adam, Adam. get yeah. Olympic City, Tokyo. No, not Tokyo. Eastern part of the world makes it hard. Well, there's only a few cities that have hosted the Olympics in the East, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's quite hard. Adam. You haven't had a Adam. Sydney. Yeah. Yes, Sydney is one of them. They hosted the V8 supercars. They used to have a street circuit there. Oh, it's not in Formula One. Oh, oh Adam. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Sorry, did I not? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 I'm just, I'm just buzzing. It's off. Beijing. Beijing yes. as well, yes. Yeah, yeah. Bloody crow's Sorry. nest in the back of the Ypres, isn't yeah. it? Oh, come on. I was always thinking <laughs> the one in my mind. Yeah, well, not Sydney, to be fair. because they have Adelaide and Melbourne. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. I was just like, I just guess Olympic cities that are in the... <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was also had to say Mexico City. Las Vegas, they've... they've uh, cities that have hosted... Not had, they've not had the, yeah. the, Las Vegas hasn't had an Olympic. Oh, I'm going to mix it with LA, you're right. At, Atlanta, that's had an Olympics, but not a Grand Prix. Um, <laughs> yeah, Rome, yeah. I was thinking... And then I thought, no, of course not. But I'm still getting a point for Brands Hatch. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. That's, that's not how this quiz works. That's not how this quiz works. <laughs> I decided I'm getting a point. Yeah. <laughs> What's the score now? It's 2 2. I'm on like 8. No, 3. <laughs> oh, it's 3 1. Three. Three. Wait, does that count as 2 points or 1? No, that's just 1 point. Uh, okay, yeah, 2 2 sounds. Two, that was question yeah. four, so yeah. Oh, yeah. So two plus two is four. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> the next fifth question after that one. Special. The fifth question. <laughs> yeah, the fifth question is uh, what coast? Uh, no, Sochi is on the coast of which sea? Freddy. Adam. Freddy, I think, got oh. that one. Black Sea. It is the Black Sea. Hold on. On the south coast of Russia. Uh, Next question is, how many Russian drivers have raced in F1? Freddie. Adam. Oh, that was literally equal. I don't know. Uh, Freddie, again. I've done it twice. <laughs> do I don't know. Coin, to... or... uh, do like a... Yeah, flip a coin. Flip Alan can I don't have it. a coin. I've got a coin. <laughs> Heads or tails, Adam? Heads. Oh, it's tails. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't okay. know. Well, I'll, 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 I'll go. You should go because I just cheated. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, really? I'll guess three. It is three. Yes. Petrov, Kvyat, yeah, and Sorokin. Sorokin. Yeah. <laughs> that is three two to Adam. No, it's not. Three three. three I don't even know the score. Yeah, three three. Uh, the next question I is... Even, I didn't even pick you up on that. I just accepted it. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of the length of the circuit, where does Sochi... Where is Sochi in the list on the on the new 2020 schedule? Well, I wonder where you got the idea of this question from. Yes. Freddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, go for it. Freddy. Six. No. Not six. Adam. Um, is, is it... So... Long would longest be first or longest is first, yeah. Okay, um, I think it's shorter. Uh, actually, no, uh, I'll go ninth. No, it's not ninth. Damn, oh, we're carrying on. <laughs> Ready? Yes, 11th. No, we're going the wrong way here. Damn, Adam, 7th. No. Freddie, eighth. Adam. Not eighth, Adam. Adam, ninth. No, not ninth. So you said that. Freddie, <laughs> tenth. Yeah. No, not tenth. Adam, sixth. Uh, sorry, fifth, 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 fifth. We said sixth. Not, no, not fifth. Fourth. Freddie, fourth. No. Freddie, third. third. Yeah, you both said third at the same time. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> this quiz is a shambles. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> do we... Should we get a point? Should uh, I get a point for that? Seeing as it was just... I don't know. Yeah, it was a car crash of a question. <laughs> right. a bit hard. Sorry, sorry, Nigel. Not to you. It was an interesting <laughs> question. It was just the way we answered yeah. it. It was just like, oh, let's guess numbers. We could have just... No, yeah. what, what's, the, what's the distance of the track? Whoever's closest? I'll change uh, Adam. Yes, Adam. 5.845 kilometres. Oh, wow, right. That is spot on. <laughs> yeah. Someone is on Wikipedia, I'm guessing. I, I, I looked it up before the uh, before the. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Adam somehow gets the point for that one. It's 4-3. Yes. Uh, Spa is the longest circuit uh, on the calendar this year. Then Silverstone, then Sotji. Uh Question eight is how many times has Lewis Hamilton not won the Russian Grand Prix? Adam. Adam. Twice. It is twice. Do you know the years or who? Uh, I do. It in what year? 15 and 17. 16 and 17. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know myself, but yeah. 16 and 17. Rosberg and 16. Mm-hmm. Bottas I mean, and 17. <laughs> <laughs> you asked the, you asked the question and I kind of cut yeah, it so before it, you said since twenty fourteen, so I didn't I thought, oh what if he's counting the nineteen thirteen Hamilton did a win, it's ridiculous. Oh, Nigel realizes he now should have counted those. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's five three, two questions to go. In what year did Valtteri Bottas and Kimi Raikkonen clash on the last lap? Freddie. Twenty fifteen. It was 2015 at turn 
That's just some extra information. I don't know. From I think it might have been turn three then. I don't know when turn two became turn two and not turn oh. one. They had some messy thing with that in like twenty like sixteen or seventeen, I think. I thought. Might be wrong though. Oh. I might be only mixed up with Austria. Absolutely dead eye shot from credit. Just, yeah. So it's five four. Uh, the last it's the last question. Freddie needs this one to tie, and then I'll have to call with a tiebreaker question. The question is, how many times have Mercedes had a one-two at the Russian Grand Prix? Adam, Freddie, oh damn it, he's gone before me. Adam, now he's going to work it out. See, six, six times. Yeah. No, not six. I don't know if you're counting the old ones as well. Uh. That was Ben's, not Mercedes. Freddie. <laughs> three. Not three. Damn. Adam. Adam. Four. It is four. Yeah. Did they get did they get one in sixteen then? They did get one in sixteen, yeah. yes. That's why I thought I As thought well. we were or something in yeah. second, I don't. Twenty fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, and twenty nineteen. Yeah. The Mercedes. Twenty fourteen one. Like they literally the they wiped the floor at the first corner. Dropped to last on the first lap and still finished second. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because he didn't need to pit. He only needed to pit once on lap yeah, one. They rode 50 cool. laps on the prime tyres. And everyone was like, yeah. wow, they really yeah. messed up the tyre choice. And then it led to the introduction of the Ultra Soft. Yeah. yeah. Even that's not soft enough because the circuit is really smooth. Like, ridiculously smooth. So, yeah. Uh, Adam has won the quiz Russia. then. Yeah, 6-4 <laughs> so Adam lead. on that one he moves on to four world championship points world I mean, championship I'm, I'm happy points. about that but also well it'd be on 100 now so I've got 25 <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy about winning but also still enraged that I didn't get the first world war question that I just wasn't completely at sixes and sevens for the first question <laughs> so <laughs> it's a hollow victory yeah. I agree. It's a hollow victory. <laughs> a hollow loss for you as well, though. So. Yeah. The quiz <laughs> Thank will you. be back. Thank you. That was an entertaining quiz. I, I, yeah, yeah, normally they're really boring. They yeah. are really boring, yeah. Every time I do them, they are really boring. I'm oh, sorry. Wait this out. That's the way this <laughs> podcast, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the fun feature we do at the end is really boring. <laughs> oh, it was heads in the end, Adam. <laughs> uh Shall we talk about a little bit about this weekend then? Is anyone, well, Mercedes have won it. This is Bottas's best track on the calendar. I don't think Lewis is going to win. I, I, th- I don't think Lewis is going to win. I, I don't, I I've, I've, is, not really. got much, I've, I've not got much evidence for that. I've just kind of got general, it's kind of Don't the one feel. everyone expects. Everyone expects <laughs> him to break Schumacher's record or equal Schumacher's record here. Netflix do but like it feels like I don't know it just feels like I guess the German Grand Prix last year where it's there seems to be so much kind of pro Lewis in this case um, Mm. stuff around the weekend that I don't actually think um, he's going to win a bit like when Ferrari have had like big um, like we were talking about their 1800 900 Grand Prix didn't actually go that well I think it'll be the same um, and yes, maybe Bottas to so win. So, do you but... think Hamilton's not going to win forever then? Because he's always has <laughs> to win <laughs> it. No, <laughs> I, I think it will be that this this weekend. It's all like 
oh, he's going to break, oh. uh, he's going to equal it. So it'll all be that. And then kind of the the next race, then it'll kind of be like, oh, yeah, we said all this last time, so we're not going to. And then he will. That's my prediction. <laughs> all right. Freddie, uh, who, who's going to do well? Who's going to win the race this weekend? Um, Hamilton. <laughs> okay. That's, that's great. I just think there's gonna be he's, he's, a surprise pro- oh, yeah. He's always sort of not been quite there at Sochi, but he's, in recent years, he's ramped it up a bit more, I think. Like last year, I think, was the first time he outqualified Bottas at Sochi. And I think, I can't remember 2018 grid, but. And that's like the, one of the first time Bottas has been outqualified at Sochi. So I think, I think Hamilton's never been on a, under Bottas' skin more, personally. Imagine, imagine being not quite there on a circuit and still winning two thirds of the races there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, how crazy he is. Um, I, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, like well, it, it, well, I, it wasn't, it, yeah, it's just yeah. incredible. Oh, I is think he, it's going to be a Hamilton Bottas for snapping podium, personally. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I think I'll go with Bottas, <laughs> but I can. I don't know. If I think Perez will get a podium. I'm going to take that as a victory. Perez on the podium. Yeah, Paris on the podium. Yeah, why not? Why not? Exactly. Because right. of the seventeen oh. other drivers, Alvin yeah. maybe. No, he, he he's had his shining approach. light already. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, he's good. I don't. Yeah, but that's the end of the podcast. There we go. Fiat to have a poor race as well. Oh. Just throwing that out there. Actually, I mean, there's going to be how, how many fans are there going to be there this weekend? 30,000, I believe. 30,000? 30,000 cheering fans. Side of the Rico Arena, the commentary. We'll be able to hit the Daniel Kvyat It must be said, this weekend the schedule is different. So to our 20 viewers who are listening to this, the race starts at 10 past 12 UK time, not 10 past 2. If you want to watch, if you want to watch Formula 2, that's on at like 8 o'clock in the morning. Not after qualifying, so you know, heads up for that if you didn't know. So, thanks to Freddie and Adam. I guess we will see you yep. on Sunday Thank after. Thank you, Nigel. Grand Prix. No, that is not a problem. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>